Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm an integrative and functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in well over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a school in practitioner mentorship where we help other clinicians level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what this show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I would love for you to subscribe to the show, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Now give me the mic so I can take it away. Hello, my friends. We're back with a new freshie. Today is going to be healthy travel hacks and snacks. <laughs> we could throw that on there just for rhyming purposes. Um, I, I took a little break from the podcast. We just went a week without releasing any new content. Um, you may have seen on Instagram, my stepfather passed away, so I needed to pull back. Um, for about 10 days, I just, we, I was out of the office, um, off Instagram, not producing any new stuff, took, took a break from the podcast. Um, and we, Hattie and I actually traveled down to Florida to visit my mom. And so I was giving myself space to grieve. Um, and when I came back, I posted a video of me doing a very specific yoga class, which was to support my lymphatics post airplane travel and got a lot of questions about that. Um, and I was like, you know what? I've never done a travel episode before. And I think this is a great one to record as kind of an ongoing living resource for you to come back to anytime you need it as a little refresher, share with a friend, you know the drill. Uh, as always, I pulled you all for questions and you brought the heat. So I've got a lot of topics to cover, a lot of questions, and we're going to get through them all today. And we're going to start off with travel snacks because it was by far the most commonly question that was asked. Um, so these are really great for the snacks that I'm going to go through are great for airport, the airplane. We drive a lot. So we'll, um, once a year, we'll go down to either Maryland or Florida sometimes both, and we drive. So it's a very long car ride. So, you know, these are great for car rides as well. And all of them also work to have with you throughout your trip. So if you have a mini fridge in your hotel, um, or you can just keep some of them in your bag, I always just will remind myself to just make sure that I pack enough for the return trip in the event that I don't have access to a grocery store or Whole Foods or a health food store to like stock back up. So sometimes my backpack, or not my backpack, my, um, my suitcase is like full of snacks. <laughs> like there's a lot of food usually shoved into my suitcase. But all of these that I'm going to talk about, you can bring onto the plane with you. You can bring in your backpack, your carry-on, whatever you have on your person. So my goal with these is to make sure that I'm protein and fat forward. I want to have a lot of calories. Um, I really want to keep the satiation up so I can get away with eating less food, you know, less volume. Like if you think about eating a huge salad versus like an avocado, right? You're going to get more bang for your buck with the avocado. You can kind of condense it. And that's super important for me while I'm traveling. Um, you'll also notice there's a 
constant theme throughout all of this, which is I do not leave my food to chance. It is very like carefully thought out, mapped out. Um, I plan a lot because I'm really particular about the way that I eat. And that really doesn't change when I'm traveling, as you will see. So um, always I've got epic jerky with me. So there's um, epic makes salmon jerky, bison jerky, chicken, chicken sriracha is my favorite, beef. There's a lot of different variety and they come in bars, they come in sticks and they come in bites. I usually grab the bars just because they're the biggest. And I always go to the store before any type of travel and load up on those. Um, it's awesome, like super great protein source. Um, it's, I always travel with these and I always have them throughout my trip as well. Cause like sometimes you'll go out to eat and maybe you can find a salad, but the protein options aren't great. And so sometimes I'll like have this on a, on the side with a salad too. Um, other protein options, hard boiled eggs. Uh, we just did this coming home from Florida because we had a morning flight. So the morning or the night before my mom boiled us like six hard boiled eggs. And then I put sea salt on them, put them in a little little Ziploc baggie once they were cool, threw those right into my backpack. And that's what Hattie and I ate at the airport. Um, I don't, again, don't leave anything to chance with airport food. Me personally, it's just hard to find options. When we were in Logan flying out, we had a three hour delay for our flight. And um, there's Mother Raw in there. I think, is that what it's called? Mother Raw? Mother, I don't know. It's like juices and smoothies and like kale salads. And so I was like, great. They had gluten-free avocado toast with tomatoes. I'm like, that's what I'm going to get for Hattie's dinner. Perfect. And it was just so underwhelming. Even she was like, yeah, this, this is underwhelming. Um, so I just don't like leaving anything to chance. So I would rather like pack my backpack to like the gills than to, and you know, if I find something at the airport that I'm stoked on, awesome. Um, but that's usually doesn't happen. So, um, hard boiled eggs was, was awesome. Um, I have, when I was flying out to California a few months ago, I knew it was going to be a longer flight and it was going to span like at least two meals. And I didn't know what time I was going to land at my hotel. I didn't know what the food options were going to be. So what I actually did was pack a fried egg sandwich on base culture bread. Base culture bread is like really like nutrient dense. It's got fat, it's got um, some protein, it's nuts and it's seeds. And then I did three fried eggs and I put them on the toasted culture bread, wrapped it up in tin foil, threw that into my carry-on. And that's what I ate on the plane as my meal. You could do the same thing with like almond butter or a peanut butter sandwich um, on the base culture bread. That was I was like, this is a, like a strong move. I was so stoked to have that on the plane when I got hungry. Side note, somebody, it, when I was like sharing, I always try to share what I'm eating when I'm traveling um, just to give ideas. And somebody DM'd me talking about, they were like, do you really eat that on the plane? I was like, bro, there was a dude picking his nose next to me on that flight. So I was like, totally, totally okay with eating an egg sandwich. I had no problems about that. It's kind of a running joke that I have with some of my nutritionist colleagues that if you have enough time to be in people's DMs commenting on what they're eating on a plane, you probably have too much time on your hands. 
I was just like, worry less about my food consumption on a plane. You eat your Cheez-Its and I'll do this and everybody wins. Everybody can be happy. But I, I am not hyper concerned with like how people around me are going to be perceiving what I'm eating on the plane. So I'll say that once and then we don't have to talk about it again after that. Um, apples clementines, mini cucumbers. These are all great things to throw in your carry-on as well, just because they kind of hold up to travel. Like you wouldn't want to pack a banana, obviously, but um, I love the clementines, you know, like the little mini oranges, just because I, I just feel like I'm just giving myself like a vitamin C infusion every single time that I eat them. Apples are just great because they're hard, like duh. The mini cucumbers. Celery with almond butter is also kind of a a good move there. Um, and that way you can like feel like you're getting some produce in. I will just say heads up because there are certain sections of the plane that might be peanut or nut free. If somebody has a peanut allergy, they'll come around and they'll just be like, Hey, heads up. This section of the plane is nut free. So if, if you, um, only have nut options as your, like as your, food choice, you're kind of SOL. You can go to the back of the plane, the back of the cabin and eat, but I, I, I would feel a little bit weird about just like, you know, like pounding handfuls of almonds, like in the back of the plane, <laughs> but you do you, you do you. Um, just a heads up about that. I usually do pack, um, like walnuts, almonds, things like that. Um, nuts, seeds in, in a bag. And cause that's just like, you know, straight, satiation right there. You can pack in a lot of calories with that. Kale chips are always a go-to move for me. Um, I just feel like it's so hard to get greens in and I love kale chips. I always have a bag of kale chips on like every flight. <laughs> so it's just like a weird thing. Um, and then I like to have them, if I'm staying at a hotel, I like to have them in my hotel room again, as a way to just get some greens in. It's also a savory snack. I find that it's easy to find sweet snacks, not so easy to find savory snacks. So I really love bagged kale chips. Go macro bars I tend to, to travel with. Um, not like my favorite bar in terms of ingredients. Like it's not like an everyday bar that I eat all of the time. Also, my blood sugar doesn't really do great with them, but they hold the shape well. They don't get melty like some bars do. And it's like a solid source of calories. I think there's like 280 calories, so almost 300 calories in a bar. So I do really like having those as, um, as an option when I travel. And then I'm almost pretty much always traveling with Organifi red juice and green juice. Um, they do sell individual packets. I don't like buying a lot of stuff in individual packets just because it obviously creates more waste. But in these scenarios, I do like to have them just to throw in my backpack. And then I, I have them throughout the whole, um, the whole trip too. Green juice is definitely a move with any type of travel or vacation, especially if you're like, throwing back a few pops because it's antioxidant rich. It's supportive of detoxification. You've got a lot of like the greens powders in there, moringa, chlorella, spirulina, wheatgrass. It's got some beet powder. So all of those things are supportive of detoxification. The green juice also has ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen that can help the body adapt to the stress of travel. So I like having that um, in my back pocket. Um, sometimes literally. And then the red juice, I just really enjoy the taste of the red juice. Um, so it's like, you know, sometimes like rather than drinking like hotel tap water, if I have to do that, I will throw in some red juice. So that has beets, 
freeze-dried berries, cordyceps, Siberian ginseng, reishi, rhodiola, all of those are really nice adaptogens. So it just can be helpful. A lot of people asked about the stress of travel. And so it's just, just a great way to support the overall system. As always, Organifi is like our longtime sponsor of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. You can save 20% ordering those if you head to Organifi.com forward slash funk, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash F-U-N-K. So the red juice and the green juice are like my two constant travel companions. Since we're talking about nutrition today, let's also talk about amino acids because they make up half of your solid body mass. After water, they're the second most abundant substance in your entire body. Your body can make some amino acids, but essential amino acids have to be obtained through protein intake or supplementation like Keon aminos. If you are deficient in amino acids, you're not going to be able to build new muscle, which is essential for health and longevity. You also have a tougher time holding onto the muscle that you already have. Keon aminos helps with energy and better recovery too. It contains all nine essential amino acids, and it's backed by over 20 years of clinical research. If you are ready to simplify your supplement routine and you want to save 20% on monthly deliveries and 10% on one-time purchases, go to getkeon.com forward slash funk. That's G-E-T-K-I-O-N dot com slash F-U-N-K to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Keon Aminos. And then a lot of people wanted to know about supplements for travel. So key supplements for travel, these are my go-tos and why they're my go-tos. Gluten enzymes, always. So the enzyme is called DPP4, and I'm going to talk more about the specifics of that later in different brands that I like, but I'm always traveling with gluten enzymes. So every time I eat out, Um, I'm taking gluten enzymes just to reduce any potential for cross-contamination exposure. Melatonin, I'm going to talk more about that because somebody asked about sleep, but I do always travel with melatonin because I hate not sleeping when I'm traveling. And so melatonin, uh, my body does really well with low doses of melatonin. Magnesium citrate, oh my gosh, I never leave without magnesium citrate. It just helps regulate my bowels so much um, that it's a must mitochondrial support. So I like to have this. I just feel better when I'm, you know, when, when you get off of your routine, you can feel a little wonky. You can feel a little sideswiped. So overall mitochondrial support just helps me feel my best. Um, the two, my two favorites are designs for health, mitochondrial NRG or orthomolecular mitochore. Those are my two faves. Um, all of the, Pretty much all the supplements that I'm going to be talking about, you can find on our online dispensary, just if you're looking for a place to get them. Because some of these, some of the ones that I use are practitioner um, brands, and so they can be harder to find. Generally speaking, I don't recommend you buy supplements on Amazon. Um, There's been quite a lot of evidence to suggest that you don't exactly know what you're getting when you're ordering supplements there. So I never, I always tell my clients to not, unless there's specific ones that I'm like sending them. I don't recommend you get them on Amazon. Um, but if you do go to the online dispensary on my website, it's thefunctionalnutritionist.com forward slash dispensary. You can get 20% off and free shipping. So just a heads up there. Another one I like to travel with is vitamin D because if I start to feel like I'm coming down with something, like a little tickle in the back of my throat, I'll take higher doses of this 
for a few days just for some antiviral effects for some immune support it helps to support t reg cells so i like having vitamin d with me in case i feel like i need it and then i always love to travel travel with um ned's cbd blends you know when you're traveling when you're off your schedule when you're out of your routine maybe sleep is weird maybe you're entering a different climate my body tends to feel like a little bit wonky with those big shifts. Um, there's a number of different reasons for that. We'll get into some of that today. Um, but I just find that taking CBD every day does help with this. Um, the one that I lean on most heavily because Ned has a, a, a quite a few different really beautiful blends. Um, the daily blend is like kind of my go-to, but the the de-stress blend is the one that I like really like to have on vacation. So those are really my like go-to classic standard supplements that I like don't travel without. Like I just like wouldn't, I wouldn't leave my house without them. Um, and then I also have, uh, I like to throw down some antioxidant support if I am traveling on an airplane. So glutathione, you're just getting exposed to a lot more stuff on a plane. Um, glutathione is my go-to, but glutathione, the, the types that I use are liquid and they, you need, they need to be refrigerated. So I don't travel with liquid glutathione because it's just like messy. There's potential that it can go bad. It's expensive. I don't want to waste the supplement. So I always take it like a few days leading up to travel. And then once I get back, from travel if I'm flying on an airplane. Um, but I will also sometimes travel with N-acetylcysteine or NAC. That's really like a precursor to glutathione and it's just like a typical supplement. You can just keep it in a cupboard. It doesn't need to be, you know, refrigerated or any special specialty ways of storing it. Um, and this is, I would say, this is more important for frequent flyers. If you travel a lot for work, I have a client who splits her time between the Northeast and the Southeast. So she's on a plane quite a lot. So this is like extra important for, for you guys if you do travel a lot, just to give you a heads up. Um, the mitochondrial support that I was mentioning earlier does have N-acetylcysteine. So I'm not usually packing an extra supplement for that, but that's kind of how I navigate that. And then also, for the airport and for the plane. This is my little cocktail that I've been doing like the past, I would say, year and change um, every time I've flown and I've had really good results with it. So I, I will share it with you. It's colloidal silver nose spray and then it's biocidin throat spray. So I'm spraying the silver up my nose while I'm at the airport, while I'm on the plane, and then at the biocide and throat spray, I'm doing the same thing. And you can do it pretty indiscreetly. It's not like a big twado that like, you know, you have to cause a ruckus, cause a scene. You can do it without anybody seeing you. Um, but both of those can be found on the dispensary. Colloidal silver is pretty easy to find. The, the nose spray, it's pretty inexpensive. You can get it at like most health food food stores that are Whole Foods. The biocide and throat spray, that's a little bit more tricky to find. That's why I'm saying you can find that on my dispensary if you need it. Um, these are just like two kind of staples in my medicine cabinet anyway. I like to have these on standby, but then I also have them like in my travel bags and in my, um, my suitcase, just kind of like as a go-to. Colloidal silver will pretty much like kill anything. <laughs> So I like to have that in my nasal cavity when I'm on a plane, like huffing everybody else's breath, you know? 
So um, I wanted to throw that out there because a couple people asked about being sick. Somebody said, how to come back and not be sick. Every time I travel, I get sick when I get home. <laughs> Which incidentally is the same person who also submitted a question that says, if I like to whoop it up and drink, how can I indulge without wrecking all the internal work? So this made me laugh because I'm just saying, I'm just saying your two goals, whooping it up and keeping a pristine immune system, they may be incompatible. All right. I'm just going to throw that out there. Just marinate on that. Um, P.S. I really hope that that's a Real Housewives of O.C. Vicky reference because that's how I interpreted whoop it up. Um, And it's, it's important to understand and I know that you know this, but it bears repeating, your immune system, it's not built in a day or a week. Um, Jeffrey Rediger said, even machines need maintenance. How can we expect our immune systems to continue to function at their peak with healthy cells responding crisply and correctly to instructions from above if we don't service them the way we do our cars? Gabor Mate says, our immune system does not exist in isolation from daily experience. So basically, we can't wait until we're in crisis mode to do things for our health. You know, we can't run our bodies to the ground and then be like, oh, geez, why am I getting sick? So the more you lay down the foundations for a healthy immune system in your everyday life, the more you tend to the maintenance of it, then the better you will be able to tolerate travel in the things that come alongside the travel. Um, So that's really like the practical side of things for those folks who are like, I always get sick when I travel, right? It's like, well, what are you doing leading up to the travel? What are you doing during the travel? Does it make sense that you're getting sick? You know, does it kind of make sense? Um, But I also want to acknowledge that there might be some belief here. So this might be something to consider and unpack. And I actually talked about this in episode 234, where are you holding yourself back? Because I talked about traveling to Santa Monica for a business event. Um, And around the 20 minute mark of that episode, I talk about the fear of getting sick on a trip. I was like, I did not like to travel because I would get so afraid of getting sick that it actually created a lot of anxiety and it like made the travel like not even feel worth it. And I'm like, what's going on here? And I had to do some belief work. I had to do some parts work um, to kind of understand what was going on. It's very similar to the concept of secondary gain that we discuss in Body Intentions Breakthrough. So if you've done that course with me, it's kind of like trying to figure out, is there, is there, a, is there some way that I'm potentially benefiting or is there some way that my subconscious thinks it's helping me by keeping this um, alive? You know, because I believed that I would get sick every trip and that I did get sick every trip, you know. So anyway, that's something to to consider. And by the way, you can purchase Body Intentions Breakthrough any old time. That is brain-based weight loss. That's brain-based health challenges. It's rearranging your mind and your brain to get the results that you're after. And then, so continuing on with the eating and kind of in a similar vein to the last question, how do you eat and drink without derailing your effort? And honestly, this might not be what you want to hear, but it is the truth for me. I pretty much eat the same way on vacation or while traveling that I do when I'm home, like for the most part. I recognize that if I'm eating out more, I'm going to get exposed to more refined oils, you know, like cooking oils. Um, I do 
love to eat. I love to dine out. Um, I love some nice wine. I love me a craft cocktail. So oftentimes when I'm traveling, there might be more alcohol consumption than I would, you know, that I would have at home. But I, at this point in the game, I kind of know my threshold of what I can get away with. And I try to stay below that threshold. Um, I don't really have a lot of wiggle room for eating way outside my personal norm. So I'm not the type of person that's just going to like go balls to the wall on vacation because it's vacation, because that would make me feel really shitty, like really quickly. And I don't like feeling crummy. I don't like feeling crappy, especially when I'm traveling, especially when I'm trying to enjoy myself on vacation. Um, so it's, we actually, like when I think about when we went to the Azores, we always plan ahead, you know, the hotel that we stayed at or the, um, the place that we stayed at at the Azores, my husband like looked ahead at what the breakfast, breakfast offerings were like what the what the dinner was like we looked at restaurants ahead of time we're like what's the food scene here we had already been to the azores so that was like pretty easy for us but we do kind of do that ahead of time i like to make sure that wherever i'm going has good food because i like to eat that's very enjoyable for me and also i'm like a bristly bear when i don't eat you know there's like nothing nothing worse than going to a restaurant and like all you can eat is like this wilted salad and then you feel sad. You know, like that's not that's not fun for me. So I do try to kind of um make sure that I'm going to be able to eat wherever we go. So I usually just kind of stick to like protein, veggies, fruits, low sugar, low refined carbohydrate. Like that's pretty much how I eat at home. None of that really changes when I travel. I usually will just like stick with like potatoes or rice as sides. I love seafood. And so I feel like we tend to travel to places that have good seafood. So like if there's oysters on the menu, I'm getting oysters. If there's mussels, you know, if there's clams, like I'm always getting that kind of stuff, which is really nutrient dense food. So it's kind of like I'm like supercharging myself with nutrients while I eat out. Um, I can get away with like a little bit of dairy. So if things are cooked in butter, I'm okay. You know, Azores is huge on cheese. So I had a little bit of cheese there. I, you know, I will, that, that kind of stuff is fine with me, but I do, like I said earlier, I do carry my DPP4 enzymes. Those same enzymes that work on the gluten protein also are effective for casein. Um, so again, it's kind of like knowing your threshold and how to manage what you can get away with. Um, I take those enzymes 100% of the time when I eat out, even if I'm home and going to restaurants, like 100% of the time. Um, so here's like kind of like a rundown. I'll give you some examples. Like when we went to the Azores, so this would be like international travel, uh, for breakfast, I, we just ate at the place we were staying. They had like a full service breakfast. I ate three to four eggs with a fruit plate and like coffee. Um, I like to get protein in first thing in the day. That can sometimes be a little tricky to do when you're eating out, but eggs, omelets, that's like a great way to go. Plus you're getting a lot of nutrients through the egg yolks. Lunch, usually a salad. (laughs) Honestly, we would like usually slam back a bottle of wine at the Azores to be perfectly honest with you. So (laughs) salad and half a bottle of wine. Or if like sometimes eating out three times a day, three meals a day just feels like too much for me. It feels aggressive. So sometimes I would just have like an Epic bar or a Go Macro bar and like kale chips or some fruit, you know, with that in the hotel room. Dinner was always seafood and veggies, seafood stew, seafood and veggies. That's like my go-to. I love it, love it, love it. 
Um, when you, we're sta- staying at an Airbnb, it's a lot easier because we have a kitchen, we're cooking most meals, right? So it's like basically the same thing that I'm doing at home. Um, for the work trip, because I went to Santa Monica, so like, you know, use that as an example. I For breakfast most days, I just had a bar and maybe some fruit and then like a, a latte. So, I mean, this is obviously not ideal. This is not what I would eat at home, but it kind of got the job done. And I was, you know, when on work trips, it's kind of like, I'm like really focused on the work. I'm there for the work experience, not so much for like the food and fine dining. Lunch was either a salad if we went out, um, or I would just go back to my hotel room and have an Epic bar and kale chips and fruit and like an Organifi red juice, just because it was so easy, you know? Um, And then dinner was, you got it, seafood, veggies, and wine. It's pretty much my standard, pretty much my go-to. So that's the food tip. A couple people asked about like how to regulate your digestive system while traveling, you know, like what do you do if you get bloated and constipated when you're off your normal food plan? So the deal is your digestive system, like most things in your body, works on a rhythm. So if you eat totally out of rhythm with how you normally eat, you're going to feel the effects of that. Just kind of like period, end of story. Like that makes sense. We can't ask our bodies to do things that they're like totally not designed to do and expect, you know, like amazing results. Um, so really like the key to kind of a healthy microbiome is consistency and rhythm. So if you eat at the same time, if you exercise at the same time, if you sleep at the same time, if you're getting enough sleep, you're going to have a healthy, happy microbiome, healthy, happy digestion. So to kind of keep things going as smooth as possible, I try to adhere to as much of my like schedule or routine as possible. Obviously that's not always um, available, but like as much as it is, I try to do that. I always move. I always pack walking shoes with me. Um, So movement is key and that can really help with the bloating, with the constipation, with like the digestive wonkiness, uh, walking um, as much as possible. I will sometimes pack in my suitcase bands, you know, like the stretchy bands or even light weights, like two pound weights and do kind of a bar style class. Just do body weight exercises. um, Depending on what the travel entails, you can find a yoga studio or I'll do online yoga when we went to the Azores, we did a lot of hiking. When I was just in St. Augustine, I was walking like six miles a day. So I'm always moving. I will say my last work trip in Santa Monica, I was so tired and underslept on that trip because it was just like, go, 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 go nonstop. That for me, prioritizing sleep was actually more important than movement for that particular trip. But that was kind of a whirlwind trip. Um, But typically, I'm moving my body. I'm eating in a similar way to eat at home, that I eat at home. And that kind of helps my body um, like adjust to all of the other changes that are happening with travel. I think it's also a strong move to pack a broad spectrum digestive enzyme. I didn't mention that in the beginning when I was talking about supplements, but if you know your digestion gets like wonky during travel, that is just it's just a way to throw your body a little extra love, throw your digestion just a little bit of extra support. It has to do less heavy lifting, especially if the way that you eat is a little bit different than the way that you would eat at home. Now, in terms of constipation, you are talking to the exact right person because my, in the past, my bowels just like 
come to a screeching halt anytime I travel. I did not poop for like, you know, 11 days on my honeymoon. <laughs> there's been, there's been a lot of um, long-term constipation with travel. So the supplements that I have found to be the most effective, I mentioned magnesium citrate. That works like a dream for me. I usually take um, somewhere between 400 all the way up to 800 milligrams. Um, you know, if you take high doses of mag citrate, you can definitely get loose stools. So heads up, but I tend towards the, uh, a higher dose if I'm backed up. But like typically speaking, I'll do like, you know, 250 to 400 milligrams, and that's usually good. If that doesn't do the trick for you, magnesium oxide can be a little bit more powerful. That oftentimes comes in a powder, so you can kind of titrate the dose. Um, Cellcor bowel mover, a lot of people have good luck with that one. Um, Houston Enzymes bio move, that's another one. So you can kind of like, I don't know, I always just like defer to like packing more, you know, like, cause you might have to like do some trial and error, especially if you know you get backed up. I'm doing pretty good. I'm on a hot streak with mag citrate. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep rocking with that. But those are some other ideas for you. And honestly, for me, it's more important than the supplements is creating an environment that's conducive to pooping. Listen, if you have struggled with constipation your entire life, like I have, then you know what the F I'm talking about. There's like a whole mood. It's like a whole like vibe you have to set for yourself. So for me, I need nobody to talk to me in the morning for real. Like once people start talking to me, it like activates my nervous system in such a way that it like shuts down my bowels. I'm like, you just open your mouth. I'm never going to shit today. Thank you for that. So, <laughs> so, um, as, so I just make sure that I have some privacy some strong coffee and a place to sit down. Cause I like to sit down in the morning, drink my coffee. I write in my journal or I'll do a task on the computer. And it's like something about taking my mind off. You guys, this is like serious. I'm so serious about this. I'm like, I'm really, this is a really dialed in science, but you know, if you struggle with not pooping, it's the worst. It's the worst. So this is my exact science. Um, and so like something about taking my mind off of it and putting it on another task really helps me, but it has to be in privacy. It has to be in quiet <laughs> and it's the strong coffee that like stimulates the bowels. So that's my secret sauce. So if you know at home, you have the exact right method to make your bowels move, try to recreate that when you're traveling. Now, if you're traveling with people, it might involve a conversation. It might involve a, hey, heads up, this is what I need. It might involve advocating for your needs. And that's a whole other conversation, which leads me to the next question, which is anxiety gut. She said, aka the anxiety shits. So I'm going to get a little woo with this. Because a lot of us are running around with like really sensitive nervous systems where we might get hyper stimulated easily. You know, my, when we're traveling, we're exposed to like a lot of different things and we're kind of outside like the little like comfort zone, right? The little like safety nook of our house. Um, some of us really like need to know 
what to expect in order to feel safe in our bodies. And so this is why travel can be so disruptive and elicit so much like anxiety for lack of a better term or like nervous system frisson is because it's a lot of change. You're outside your comfort zone. You might be traveling with other people. You might not really know how to advocate for your needs while you're traveling with other people. And so the anxiety can start to kind of mount. I almost feel that I get more like anticipation anxiety, you know, like the anxiety before the travel than I actually feel when I'm on the, you know, on the actual trip. But it's important if any of this relates to you, it's really important that we learn how to self-source safeties in our own bodies. And this is a practice that happens long before the travel. This is a daily practice that we commit to. And then once we have learned this, we can tap into it when we are traveling. Um, This might look like setting boundaries. This might look like knowing what you need and being able and willing to advocate that. This might be knowing how to manage yourself um, when you're feeling activated or triggered. It might be all of the above. so that is my suggestion if you're somebody that that really struggles with travel anxiety is like the prep for that really starts long before the actual travel. And this is again also why I lean on Ned's de-stress blend um and why I like to have it when I'm traveling. The the de-stress blend has not only CBD but it has CBG which is effective for anxiety and stress. Um The blend also has ashwagandha, which is a really nice adaptogen that kind of enhances your body's resilience to stress. So that can kind of have a calming effect when you're traveling. It also has cardamom and cinnamon. So if you get anxiety when you travel, this might be a really good uh, thing to travel with, the Ned's de-stress blend. Um, you can get 15% off of Ned products with the code FUNK. Just go to helloned.com forward slash FUNK or enter code FUNK at checkout. So it's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. And Ned is the sponsor of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. So we thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show in offering our listeners a natural remedy for travel anxiety. (laughs) That's what I use it for. All right. Alcohol. You want to know about it. So for my whoop it up girl, how can I indulge without wrecking all the internal work? So you know the drill. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that alcohol is a health food. Not going to do it. It's not good for your brain. It's not good for inflammation. It's not good for hormones. It's not good for your guts. And also, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that I don't indulge myself. So this is how I navigate it. And again, it's a threshold thing for me. I know what I can get away with and I know what works. So I'm just going to share those with you in case it helps you too. So low sugar is kind of the key. So I am not doing any mixed drinks, or if I do, it's like a one and done type situation because mixed drinks do tend to be a lot sweeter, right? Um, I do really well with tequila, white tequila, some soda water, some citrus. This feels like an appropriate time to tell you about my go-to cocktail when I'm making them myself. I've posted this on Instagram. I'll see if I could find the exact uh, video and I'll link it up here, but it is element electrolytes. 
I use the citrus salt, which is lime, lime flavor, and then tequila. And then I add a little bit of seltzer water and serve it over ice. And it's like my absolute most favorite margarita style drink. It's, it is my go-to. And I always do travel with Element Electrolyte packets. I think it's really good for um, hydration uh, throughout the trip too. So I, I, ha- I tend to have these with me anyway. And so if I'm, so I'll like have them in my purse. So sometimes if we're out at a restaurant or something and I like their drinks are just like too sweet, but they do have tequila. I can't just like just drink tequila in like soda. Like I get like dry heavy just thinking about it. I do need like a little bit of sweet in there. So that's kind of sometimes what I do. It's like I just pull that move. Um, right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. So that's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors. In the sample pack, there's also mango chili. That's my husband's favorite. And that one, just as a side, it's really good with some tequila too or vodka. So you can kind of make a cocktail with that one. Um, you can get yours at drinkelement.com forward slash funk. This deal is only available through my link. So you got to go to drinklmnt.com forward slash F-U-N-K. My favorite flavors are the watermelon, the citrus salt, just if you're looking to try some new ones. The grapefruit is a very limited time one. So if you can snag that, snag that. Just like a little pro tip when you see it come online, grab it. Okay. So that's kind of how I approach booze. And then you heard me say that I like wine, but I'm always doing European wine just because California wines wreck me. They wreck me. I'll have a glass and I'm like KO'd. Um, so I, I go for European sustainably grown wines and that I do really, I do a lot better with those. Um, so that's how I approach it. And then I'm also really making sure that I'm doing a lot of hydration. I'm getting a lot of antioxidants to kind of like buffer the effects. Uh, matcha green tea is a great way to do this. The Organifi green juice is another really great way to do this. So just understand that, you know, it's not going to render the alcohol obsolete, but it is going to throw down extra support because you're basically infusing toxins into your body. (laughs) So just keep that in mind. But um, I totally understand that uh, people are going to drink on vacation. That's that's a way to navigate it to not feel horrible. Next question is about gluten-free. So what are go-to restaurant menu safe bets when you are trying to be gluten-free? So I have to be the person to say this, but there's really no such thing as like trying to be gluten-free. If you have a sensitivity, you're either gluten-free or you're not. You can't just be like a little bit gluten-free. It's like trying to be like a little bit pregnant. You just can't. Um, That's if you have a sensitivity, just because the immune system can react to a small exposure. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, For as far as go-to restaurant menu safe bets, the only way to know if it's safe is to ask and to advocate and not assume. So you kind of do have to be like a little bit of the greasy wheel here. If you're traveling around with 
people, like with your family, with your friends. You do just kind of have to speak up for yourself. So here's how I handle this always. I look at the menu, wherever we're planning to go, I just look at the menu ahead of time. My husband's really good at doing this for me too. Um, so I've got, I've got him on board. Um, and so I just am looking at the menu to see if they're gluten-free literate. What I mean by that is like, are some of the meals tagged as gluten-free? Is there like a key on the bottom that like indicates gluten-free? Is there something that says like, hey, if you have any allergies, let the chef know, something like that. If it's like sort of unclear, then I'll just call up the restaurant and ask if they have gluten-free items on the menu or if they can accommodate gluten-free. And people are like, they're just so kind and they're so willing to help. So I have no problem calling. Um, and so once we've made it into the restaurant from there, I communicate it with my server. Um, and I just, I just let them know like, Hey, I'm gluten-free and I'll ask questions about the menu. And then when I place my order, I also remind them, um, because the way that I see it, they have a lot of details to keep organized as part of their job. And it's not really their responsibility to keep my food allergy as their top priority, but it is mine right? So I will just let them know if I'm ordering an appetizer and then I'm ordering a meal, I'm reminding them both times. I'm like, remember that's gluten-free. And if I feel like it's overkill, sometimes I'll just make a joke and I'll just be like, Hey, I'm sorry to do this, but I just have to say this for my own anxiety, you know? And they usually laugh and like people are fine. So, um, that's how I navigate that to make sure that I am doing everything in my power to not get you know, a glutened meal. Um, and I have very good success with that. And then if you do happen to get exposed to gluten when you're traveling, so again, remember you're taking the gluten enzymes with every single meal. Those are the DPP4 enzymes. The ones, my kind of go-to ones are Enzymetica, Gluten Ease. That brand you can find really easily in a lot of health food stores, Whole Foods. Um, and then the other one is Apex Energetics Gluten Flam. That's on my, uh, both of them are on the online dispensary, but I always have those. I have them in my purse. I have some at the hotel. Like I have some in my car, like they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So make sure you're taking those with every meal. If you do get exposed or you suspect you got exposed, you, you can take those kind of after the fact. Um, Plus, you want to do things to kind of calm down any irritation and inflammation in the gut. So I'm going to give you a list of four different powders that I really love. They're all very similar, so you don't have to get all four. I would just get one, um, but they're, they're all super similar. So Designs for Health GI Revive Powder, Vital Nutrients GI Repair Powder, powder Metagenics Glucogenics Powder, and then Apex Energetics RepairVite GT. So all of these are on the online dispensary. Um, but that you really want to like take that for a while, like a couple of times a day to kind of like calm down the inflammation in the gut and be really easy on your digestion. So like bone broths, slow cooked soups and stews, you want to support the immune system. Vitamin A, vitamin D are really helpful for that. So that's kind of how you caretake yourself if you do get exposed to gluten. But ideally, you're advocating for yourself in such a way that you don't have to deal with the aftermath of getting exposed to gluten. And then somebody asked about sleep, how to get the best sleep when you're in a different space. So personally, I do lean on melatonin when I travel. Um, I don't think that melatonin is an everyday supplement. Um, there's some interesting re research coming out, so I might change my tune on that. But as it stands right now, generally speaking, no. I always I always advocate for taking the lowest 
dose possible that gives you the most impact. Personally, I don't like taking more than one milligram at a time. Um, a lot of the melatonin supplements are sold in much higher doses, like two milligrams, five milligrams. And I, I just think that that's unnecessary, unnecessary in a lot of cases. A lot of the research for sleep is done on like 0.3 milligrams, 0.5 milligrams. So I'm doing like half a milligram to a milligram. Another thing that I want to tell you about in case you haven't heard is loop earplugs. I just bought myself some for my next, uh, my next trip because I'm going to be staying in a hotel. Um, I've heard really good things about them. Loop L O O P. So you might look into those. I will report back on how they work. Um, but there's also the option of changing hotel rooms, which is exactly what I did in Santa Monica. The first night I was there, I did not sleep. Like I literally didn't sleep. I, it was awful. And then I had like a whole last day of like learning after that. And it was just miserable. So my husband called because I was like, I was in, it was like in meetings all day. My husband, who's like, we joke, he's like my travel agent. Um, he called, he found like a, a hotel that was quieter and I just moved. It was literally right across the street. I just like wheeled my suitcase across the street. <laughs> like I'm out of here. Cause it was so effing loud. And, um, I felt like a little weird doing that to be honest with you but so grateful that I did. So I say that because if you don't like your, the atmosphere and it's an option to change it, maybe you change it. Um, I just saw somebody on Instagram who I like love. I love her approach to life. And she literally was just talking about, um, switching her hotel room. And she said, if you're dissatisfied, ask for an upgrade. And she's like, upgrades are available in hotels and in life. And I'm like, yeah, that's a solid message. So that's another thing. You know, if you're in a different space and and it's just like not working, it's not conducive to sleep and you have the option to do that, then do that. Also, if you're boozing hard, don't expect to sleep well. That's just, that's just, that's showbiz, babe. You know, that's just your human body being a human body. Alcohol absolutely interrupts your sleep. So if you're whooping it up, you might not get great sleep. Okay. Oh, I liked this question. How to find a place to rent that doesn't have all the sense in the nasty stuff. So I'm assuming that you're referring to more of like an Airbnb rental. You all know how I feel about fragrance. So we have this down to a science. We, if we're going to rent an Airbnb and I say we, like I'm doing all of this, Scott, I am not a planner, like organizer, like I would not leave my house if it wasn't for Scott. He books all my flights. He organizes everything. He plans everything. Like he's he's that one in the couple. I'm just like, like you know, I just don't like doing that kind of stuff. So he will, um, on Airbnb, he will just reach out to the owners ahead of time and just ask them if they use any scented products, scented laundry detergent or dryer sheets for the sheets, um, Glade plugins, cleaning supplies. Basically we're like, do you have scents in the house? And some people are like, yep, we do. And we're like, okay, peace out. Like not a good option for us. And some people are like, yep, but we can remove them before you come. So we've, we've pulled that move too. You know, sometimes there's those, um, they're like nice, but they're synthetic fragrance. They're kind of like, how do I describe this? I think it's like a scented oil and there's sticks coming out of the oil. Like it looks beautiful. It doesn't smell bad, but it's also synthetic fragrance. So we've had people like pull those out before. Um, and that, that system has worked really well for us. Just asking ahead of time. 
Um, I will say that last year in Dallas, so I was in Dallas for a, a work trip, like a training, and um, the woman that was putting on the training, she, because <laughs> ahead of time, I was like, it, she was at the house. We rented an Airbnb and she was at the house before anybody. I was like, how does it smell? other Glade plugins. And she walked around, she could smell something and she could not figure out where it was coming from. Long story less long, she opened up like this weird closet door and there was fragrance being piped in through the vents. I don't know if it was like air vac vents. I don't know enough about this kind of stuff to say specifically what it was. So she was able to unplug that, but there's like it, that was a sneaky one. I, I never would have thought to like look at the fragrance being piped in through the vents. So that's just another thing to think about or to ask somebody before you rent the house. Um, and then finally, closing out with some post-travel, like if you're feeling a little wonky, a little sluggish, you know, sometimes after a flight or after, yeah, after a flight, I'll feel a little puffy, a little achy. It's wicked smart to support your lymphatics. So that's what I showed on Instagram. I was doing a yoga medicine class. So this is not an ad. This is not a sponsor. Tiffany Cruikshank is the yoga instructor instructor that I've been practicing with the longest. I've never met her in person, but I feel like I know her because I've been practicing yoga with her for like 13 years. And she is so gosh darn smart. And her platform is called Yoga Medicine. And they do a lot of lymph-specific classes. So you'll get like a yoga class, but then there's a lot that will support the lymph, lymph system. So it's like a lot of repetitive pumping movement. Um, and she's just like a whiz kid when it comes to this stuff. There's also some like great fascial stuff. So, um, I always look up a lymph class and then I do a full lymph class after I fly and I always feel so much better. Side note, when I feel like I'm coming down with something, I also do a lymph class and that makes me feel like really good because it's very supportive of the overall immune system as well. So yoga medicine, strong recommend. Um, I, Make sure that I get my sweat on. So that might be a sauna session or I go to, so I just got back from traveling this week. So I've gone to two different classes at Steamhouse, which is my home studio in Epic, New Hampshire um, for hot yoga, you know, movement practices in the heat. So I'm sweating it out and that, that really helps with that as well. And um, I would, uh, Lee, who's been on the podcast, episode 180, um, Beauty Industry Brainwashing. She's holistic skin and tonics So if you, uh, on Instagram. So if you get puffy in your face, she has so many tutorial videos of how to like move the, the lymph in your face and support lymph drainage of your face in case you do get like that, that puffiness in your face. Um, and then other just like really important tips, diaphragmatic breathing. It's really powerful way. The lymph needs to be pumped and the diaphragm and our breath is one of the ways that we can do that. So you can do that on the plane. You can do that as you're traveling. You can do that throughout your stay. Um, Rebounders, if you have like a little mini trampoline, those can be really helpful for lymph flow. And then hydration, hydration, hydration. And then I also just put a little extra TLC into my food and my diet after the fact. So no sugar, no booze lots of cruciferous veggies, lots of herbs, lots of antioxidants. So I'll do like a smoothie in the morning, salad for dinner, 
meat and veggies or salad for lunch, meat and veggies for dinner is kind of like my standard get back on track um, situation. So that's how I handle travel. I used to be kind of afraid to travel. I just felt like my travel resiliency was really low, but these are the, the strategies uh, in the tactics that I have employed over the past, I don't know, year, year and a half, two years with um, very good results. So I hope that that was helpful. I hope that gave you a lot to work with. If it did, make sure you share it with a friend and keep coming back for more. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.